Welcome back. I'm Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and today we're going to talk all about pap smears. Pap smears, it is an exciting subject and I'll tell you why. I love to talk about pap smears and cervical cancer screening because it's something that I think we have a lot of familiarity with, at least the term, but maybe not with all that the term entails. And so by talking about pap smears today, we're able to talk and discuss a little bit more about pap smear screening, how often we need them, why we do them, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm very happy to have you join me today to talk about this. One thing that I'm starting to do is just to have a little anecdote or story, mostly from my personal life, but you know, I don't have stories about everything. So sometimes I'll use a story from someone else, but let me tell you my own pap smear story. So for anyone who remembers the first time they've gone to see an OBGYN, remember that hopefully you've probably gone back and you haven't been afraid to go back. But so many people are afraid to go back to the OBGYN for various reasons. Um, But it is a time where you are very vulnerable and intimate and you need to be as comfortable as possible. So that's just kind of setting you up for my story, if you can see where we're headed with this. When I was a young adult, I was turning 18 years old. And when I got to 18, I knew that if I was going to be an adult, that meant taking over my health care and scheduling all of my appropriate screenings. And one screening that I needed to get done was my pap smear screening. So I did what any young college student would do. I called student health and I set up an appointment for my pap smear, probably knowing me like right after my 18th birthday to make sure I got it done. Uh, So I go, I'm having this very first time seeing someone for any kind of GYN issue. I'm in this office doing the stirrups and all of that for the very first time, never having done it before. And the student doctor comes in to see me. So she's a medical student. And we go through all of the questions that we ask. So she gets my medical history and I'm in the stirrups. And so she puts the speculum into my vagina and she's, I, I don't know what she's doing, but I know what I feel. I feel pressure, a little discomfort, but mainly pressure. She's moving around and some time goes by. And, you know, I have no idea for me. I'm like, maybe this is just how this is done. So then she says, and she kind of peers over the exam table and looks at me and she says, I I can't find your cervix. I'm going to have to call in someone else. And I'm like, you can't find my cervix? What does that even mean? And, you know, who knows? Maybe I didn't even know what my cervix was back then. But I like, is it, do I not have a cervix? Like, is it not there? Should I be concerned about this? What's going on? And like, I definitely don't want you to call someone else in while I'm having this exam. But okay, you know, I'm having all of these thoughts. I probably just said, okay. And so a second person comes in for the exam. The second person comes in and she's down there looking around with the student doctor. And I have no idea who she is. Um, and there's more pressure, there's more silence. And then the second person says, we're still having difficulty finding your cervix. We need to call in a third person. And I'm like, what? 
what is going on? Is this what happens every time you go to the GYN? I am so mortified. I've never had a pelvic exam before. And now here I am about to have this experience with three strangers. Okay. But she calls in the third person after just a couple of seconds, they find my cervix, they do the pap smear. It's done. Okay. So it had a good story, but you know, that is the kind of experience that can be really traumatic and keep from someone from going back to the doctor and um, getting the appointments they need. It was, you know, a little traumatizing for me, but I did go on to get my cervical cancer screenings as scheduled. So that is my little anecdote about cervical cancer screening. Most pelvic exams, first pelvic exams and most pap smears will not be like that at all. Uh, so before we get started, I'd like to address a common misconception. And I kind of mentioned it a little bit talking about that story, but I mentioned that I got my first pelvic exam. And then when I got my first pelvic exam, I also got a pap smear at the same time because a pelvic exam and a pap smear are not the same thing. A pap smear is a test that we sometimes perform during a pelvic exam. But every time you go for a pelvic exam, you won't always get a pap smear. So I hope that makes sense. But we're going to talk a little bit about pap smears and cervical cancer screening right now. As someone interested in your healthcare, you're probably also great, or at least trying to be great at keeping up with your annual doctor's visits and screenings. And that includes your yearly pap smear, also known as your cervical cancer screening, right? Wrong. Most women don't need pap smears once a year. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that too, as we go on. So what is a pap smear? A pap smear or Papa Nicolau test is a test where your healthcare provider collects cells from your cervix to screen them for cervical cancer. During your pelvic exam, we insert a small spatula or brush that just kind of brushes or dusts some cells off of your cervix. We place that spatula or brush in a small container of fluid and then send it off to the lab to be analyzed. There, another doctor, a pathologist, looks at those cells under a microscope and notes anything that looks abnormal. And then that's what goes into the result that you get and that your healthcare provider gets. Who needs a pap smear and when do we start? If you have a cervix, you need a pap smear. We usually recommend starting at about 21 years old. Why do we do them? Well, pap smears screen for cervical cancer. That's why we say they're cervical cancer screening. They allow us to catch the changes in the cervical cells that happen before cancer starts and intervene before that happens. So that's why it's so important to stay on schedule with getting your pap smear when you're supposed to have it. We know that high-risk human papillomavirus, high-risk HPV, causes most cervical cancers. Of note, having HPV does not mean you'll get cervical cancer, okay? Fortunately, cervical cancer is less common now than it used to be, and that's due to our screening and interventions. It is mostly diagnosed in women between 35 and 44, with the average age of diagnosis being about 50 years old. While it is less commonly diagnosed in younger women, so women under 20 years old rarely develop cervical cancer, more than 20% of cases are still diagnosed in women over 65 years old. So we really have to stay on top of our screening. 
The American Cancer Society estimates that in 2022, about 14,100 new cases of invasive cervical cancer will be diagnosed, and about 4,280 women will die from cervical cancer. How often do I need them? That depends on your risk factors. For most of us between the ages of 21 and 30 years old, we'll need a pap smear every three years. Once you're over 30, you can get them every five years if HPV testing is included. It's not always included with the pap smear. If you have certain risk factors, a history of an abnormal pap smear, a positive HPV test, HIV, if you take medications that weaken your immune system, or if you were exposed to DES before birth, you may need to be screened more often. In addition, as we get more information, the guidelines change. For example, Recent updates by the United States Preventive, Task, Preventive Service Task Force, I always mess that up, um, recommend the option of testing for high-risk HPV alone every five years. So this means that how often you get screened may change in your lifetime. So it's important to talk to your healthcare provider about the recommendations that are right for you. Do pap smears hurt? Pap smears should not hurt. This question may seem like a surprise to you, as it was for me, but it is a popular concern for people who have never had a pap smear before, and even some who have. Usually the pap smear happens so quickly that you don't even know that it's done. I've had all the time patients will be like, oh, did you do my pap smear yet? And I'm like, girl, we are done. And you know, people are always really happy about that. If a pap smear is painful, that could be a sign of another issue. So let your healthcare provider know. What happens if the pap smear is abnormal? It depends on the abnormality and if you've had any abnormalities before. Next steps could mean repeating your pap smear in a few weeks to a year or having a diagnostic procedure. If you remember, I've been talking about cervical cancer screening and pap smears as cervical cancer screening. And the other part of the screening is the diagnosis. So when you screen, you screen to need additional testing. And the diagnosis will actually be the testing that confirms. The most common diagnostic procedure is a colposcopy, which is usually performed in the office. During a colposcopy, we take a large microscope. It's called a coposcope, appropriately so which helps us take a closer look at your cervix and see if there are any areas that look abnormal and need to be biopsied. If your colposcopy is abnormal, then we sometimes need to take a larger biopsy via a loop electrical excisional procedure called a LEAP. And that test can be performed, or excuse me, that procedure can be performed in the office or the operating room. When can I stop getting pap smears? This also depends on your medical history and your pap smear history. If you've never, ever, 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 ever had an abnormal pap smear, current guidelines recommend stopping at 65 years old. If you've had abnormal pap smears, you may need to continue screening a little longer. A hysterectomy without a history of abnormal pap smears may allow you to stop screening earlier than 65 years old. Again, talk with your healthcare provider about your end game. Is there 
anything I can do to have a normal pap smear. I thought you'd never ask. I really thought you'd never ask. Getting the HPV vaccine decreases your risk of getting certain types of HPV, which also decreases your chance of having an abnormal pap smear and cervical cancer. It's recommended for anyone between the age of nine and 26 years old and can be given up to 45 years old in some cases. You can still get the vaccine even if you've had HPV before. Again, talk to your healthcare provider to see if that makes sense for you. I hope that this was very informative for you, that we answered any questions you may have had or even questions you hadn't thought of and you were like, oh, you know what? That's something that I want to know. I hope that that was the experience that you had today. As always, keep in touch. I want to hear from you. I want to know if you have additional questions, if something came up and you wanted to talk about that a little bit more, or if you just have some ideas for other things that we could talk about, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the blog at ladypartsdoctor.com. And as we get ready to go, I want you to remember there's no one size fits all with lady parts or you. Keep the dialogue going with your healthcare provider to find out what's best for you. All right. Again, this is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor. Until next time. Mm-hmm.